Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. everybody rev here i hope you are enjoying our journey into one page rpgs Uh, before we get into this week's episode i want to take a moment to thank all of the patrons who joined us in the month of june the ridesel family matthew dobson sean phillips rob porter michelle smith daniel agazi ethan davis lychia jonathan union natural 20 leathers jennifer priest rupert michael thomas cody kellen smith kundan kushu Cody Stevenson, and Seth Larimer. So thank you to all of the new patrons who joined us in the month of June, and thank you to all of our patrons who join us every month. You can find all the information about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash thecritshow. Tiers start at just $1, which gets you access to the most aggressively welcoming Discord community on the internet. And thank you again to all of our patrons. Uh, It is because of folks like you, that we were able to set up the things we have going on this month, including flying Kim out from California so we can get together to film all kinds of bonus Patreon content, to film all kinds of bonus content uh, that will be available specifically on the Patreon. We have got some games we are going to play, some recorded with audio only, some recorded with video and audio. Uh, We have got a lot of fun things in store, so we are very excited for that, and you will be able to access all of that if you are on our Patreon. So again, that is all over at patreon.com slash the crit show. Just a reminder that we have two more weeks after this week of one page RPGs, and then we will get into the season three Q and a, and then we will kick off season four, the first week of August. Uh, I hope you enjoy this one page RPG. You know, I usually don't say anything about the episode that you're getting ready to listen to in the intro, but I think that This is one of the most ridiculous things we've ever done and the most we have ever laughed at the table. So with that, enjoy the guy economy. Hey, everybody, we are back with another one page RPG today. Running our game is Kim. Kim, what have you got to sacrifice to the one page RPG gods this week? All right. I've brought to the table The Guy Economy, a game by Eli Alamo, and you can find them on Twitter at NBLee. That's E-N-B-Y-L-I. Uh, or you can find it at 
E-A-L-A-I-M-O A-L-A-I-M-O dot itch dot I-O slash the guy economy. So a lot of the time, what you need is hard to get or something needs to be fixed or you don't have the skills to do it. What do you do? Don't worry. I know a guy. So this is a GM-less RPG for two to six players, and it's about people with their highly specialized interests finally having a time to shine when confronted with mundane problems. So all you need to play are a bunch of D6s and a list of fake names. Or you can use names of real people. That's fine. I, you know, I won't judge. I'm probably just going to be using a bunch of my friends and family. I'm going to roll a D6, and we're going to consult the list of problems. All right. So the very first problem that we've got, a smartphone screen broke. Rev, mm. tell me what's going on. Uh, so I've got this new smartphone and I dropped it and it's in one of those cases that's supposed to make it so like the screen can't be damaged because it's it's got a little lip on the outside. But like it hit a like a storm grate where there's mm -hmm. just that little jutting. And so it hit on the metal. Uh, and mm. so now I can't like I can slide it to like get it to do stuff. But when I do it, it cuts my fingers because it's like a little broken glass. Mm. And so now okay. it's also all just smeared in blood. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. I know a guy. Okay, so I describe who the guy is and then I decide who the, who plays them. Exactly. So Jake did perfectly. So at any time, someone can say, don't worry, I know a guy. Jake, I want you to, to name and describe this guy and then assign uh, either Megan or myself to play that guy. And then we're going to come in and try to fix the problem. Okay, yeah. Uh, his name is Zane Whitley. Uh, he is a, a crime scene technician. So, because you said there's blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I can't, I can't help you with the phone screen. Zane can't help you with the phone screen, but he can help you with the cleanup and a little bit of the first aid. Um, and I think that Megan should play Zane. So, uh, Zane, come in, and we can uh, we can role play a little bit of you uh, suggesting how to fix Rev's issue with the screen. And when you're ready to try to solve, you're going to roll two d six for me and tell me the lower result. Uh, hi, hi, I'm 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 Zane. Uh, I heard there heard there was a heard there was an issue here. Cleanup. Yeah. Uh, what 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 seems to be the problem? Uh, there's there's blood all over the cracked screen. Oh, uh, yeah, I should be able to take care of that for you. Uh, unless you fix the screen, though, you're probably gonna have more blood, and then you know they tends to get more difficult the more you bleed because then there's blood over everything else. Can you fix the screen? Uh, I cannot, but I can definitely clean up the blood for you. Okay. Uh, Zane, how are you cleaning up the blood? I am uh, opening up my, my forensics kit. I don't know what the fuck is in a forensics kit. <laughs> Blood cleaner. <laughs> Blood cleaner. Uh, and I, I think I'm, uh, I'm, I'm examining... Uh, the the blood all over the case and uh, taking it apart very meticulously and using my tools to to separate the pieces of, of broken glass so that it'll be a little easier to uh, avoid uh, 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 cutting yourself again. Uh, but I I, I don't uh, I don't think that this is going to be a permanent solution. But uh, I'll, I'll wipe it down with the the solution that I have and uh, take some samples for uh, further testing. But uh, don't worry about that. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, excellent, Zane. Why don't you roll two d six for me? Uh, that's a two and a six. All right. So uh, when a player rolls, the result is whatever number turns up the most. If there's a tie, the result is the lower number. So at a two, who invited this guy? They don't know what they're doing. Things get way worse. I think what happens here is that as uh, as Zane is is separating all of these little pieces and you're trying to put the phone back together, uh, you suddenly realize that you have... 
you've missed a few pieces, it suddenly starts looking like just uh, like just like a puzzle piece with a bunch of pieces of glass that no- that have disappeared, that fallen into the sewer grate. Um, but don't worry, I know a guy. So uh, Shelley, Shelley Bruce. Uh, is this really, really excellent uh, stained glass artist. Uh, and so she's she's definitely going to be able to come in and just, uh, you know, take like a perfect little uh, sample and be able to insert some glass that'll fix those missing pieces of glass. And uh, Jake, I think you should play Shelley. Oh, dear. You know, it's actually kind of interesting the way that you've uh, stained some of the blood into the glass. It's almost like you've stained it for artistic purposes. I'm actually kind of envious. I wish I had this sort of raw natural talent, but yes, I think I'll be able to replicate these missing pieces. Um, let me get out my glass molds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will, and I'll I'll fire up the kiln and my pocket kiln. Put, yeah, my pocket you know. kiln and. Uh, I, yeah, basically, I have a I make a silicone mold of some of these missing pieces. You know, I just like I basically silly putty in mm. to find like the negative space, and then put something on that to create the mold, and then I make some glass bits to fill in the missing slots here. Shelly strikes me as someone that probably drives like a station wagon that you open the back door and it's a kiln. I was gonna say, yeah, it's definitely like a a mobile kiln. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Shelly, now that we've added another guy, we're going to add another die to this roll. So you're going to roll 3d6 for me. Okay. Uh, wow, I got two sixes. <gasps> oh my gosh. All right. They solved the problem. No sweat. Uh, all right. So Shelly, what does this look like? Well, there you go. I think I took care of it. It's a little bit more mosaic now than it was originally, but I find that absolutely gorgeous. And I think you will too with time. Oh, thank you. This is, this is beautiful. Uh, well, goodbye. <laughs> this I'm, is our seven-minute episode. I'm, I'm going we to stop oh. existing now. Oh, no. Don't worry. We have so many more problems. Ah, mood. <laughs> Megan. Yeah? Your keys are locked in your car. What's going on? Oh, you know, I I just am not great at keeping track of my phone and my keys and my wallet and I had parked and then I saw that there were some baby ducks outside the car and I was trying to be very very careful with my phone so I turned off the car so that my loud music wouldn't distract the the baby ducks and I I just I set them on the other seat and I I slowly opened my my door and I got out and I tried to hide behind it and like lift my phone over the side so I could zoom in and get a picture Uh, and then uh, one of them started walking towards the edge of the the curb and I I got scared for a second and thought it was going to fall and I I pulled back and slammed my door shut and ran over to to catch it and then uh, just left my keys in the car. Hey, don't don't worry, I know a guy. Uh oh. Brooklyn. She uh used to be a, a carjacker. Uh, she's very good at getting into cars. Oh, perfect. Uh, I think this is Kim. Hey, so uh it's a nice car you got there. Uh thanks. Yeah, if 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 you could help me get my keys out of the car, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry, just looking in the window. Uh, is there anything valuable in the car? That uh, that iPhone right there looks very nice. Uh, is that new? Like a 12? I uh, yeah, I think so. I I don't know. I actually got it from my my cousin. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say that's that's the only thing that I would say is is valuable. There's some like expired sinus medication, but uh, that's really all I keep in here. Medication, good, good, good. Would you say that you're close with your cousin? You know, I would say that. I would like to say that, but uh, to be honest, no. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could definitely get this car open for you. Uh, and I'm going to um, take out like 
a coat hanger that I've like jury rigged and I'm going to insert it through uh, through the car window and try and see if I can pop the uh, pop the door that way. Uh, so I'm going to roll 2d6. So that is a three. They kind of fix it, but something else goes wrong. Uh, so Rever Jake, tell me what's happening. So they kind of fix it because they do get the like the hook around the keys, but the window is super tight and like they can't pull it like back out. Mm-hmm. And so so they've got the keys on the hook like they couldn't get it to like pop the lock. So Brooklyn tried to like hook the keys instead. So they've got the keys hooked, but they, they're too big to pull out the crack in the window. Okay. This literally has happened to me before. <laughs> and the guy that came to like unlock my car, we had to like have the wire hanger and push the button on the key fob in my car. <laughs> uh, so Rev, as the person who described what went wrong, you need to introduce a new guy to fix that problem. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, don't don't worry. I know a guy um, who is a, uh, a professional glass breaker. He uh, he is. It's a very specialized form of martial arts um, where they specifically break glass. Uh, and his name is Otto. Jake is is Otto. <laughs> well, it ain't much, but it's honest work. You know, not a more. More people are into glass repairs and replacements. But, you know, if you can't, you got to be able to break it if you're going to be able to fix it. That's what I've always said. That's the Otto method. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, I've been training in glass breaking for like going on 43 years now. I got all sorts of, I can break it with my feet. I can break it with my hands. I can break it with my head. I can even break it with my teeth, but that is a specific, got to have a particular shape of the glass. And I'm like examining the window and I'm like, and I don't think this will do it. I don't think this is a tooth break right here. <laughs> he just starts eating it like rock candy. <laughs> Takes a bite out of the window. <laughs> Please, please, Lord. Uh, yeah, Otto, roll 3d6 for me. Well, I haven't described how I'm breaking it yet. Oh, I yeah, said I sorry. wasn't breaking oh, it with yeah, my fair. teeth. I'm so sorry. You have so many methods to break the glass. I know. I've got so many how methods. I haven't it? picked one yet. So, <laughs> and you know what they, what you, you might think that it's best to break the little window, like that tiny piece of glass behind the back seat, but that's actually one of the most expensive ones to replace because it's such a specialized piece of glass. Yeah. So we're just going to go right for the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and I, I crouch down on the hood of the car facing the windshield in a horse stance and I just keep like kind of winding back and like reaching out like finding my distance I've got one knuckle out like you know to get to get peak impact on this one spot and then I just I just give a, a big loud key up and blast through that window with my with my middle knuckle this is 3d6 yes yes uh, that's a one. <laughs> <laughs> Who invited this guy? They don't know what they're doing. Things get way worse. Megan, what happened? Rob, why do you keep <laughs> telling me you know guys to get my keys? Uh, I think, yeah, I think he just punches a hole clean through the windshield, uh, but can't get his hand back out properly. <laughs> so now my keys are locked inside and so is so is Otto. <laughs> Actually I, I I know a guy that could help with this situation. It's my friend Francine and she actually is is quite small and uses that uh to her advantage to to get into uh tight places to be able to retrieve things that have, have been lost and aren't easily accessible um and so she's she's pretty good at helping people maneuver through through areas that they're trapped in um and and rev i think 
I think you're going to be Francine here. Oh, hello. I hear there's a problem with your car. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a man trapped in my car. Oh. Hey, I'm Otto. Oh, hi, Otto. My name is Francine. I don't know if you can see me. I'm down here. I can, I can barely see you. I can barely... You are... I need to put you under a microscope, Francine. But it makes me very good at getting into places I shouldn't be. Otto, don't touch the iPhone 12. I've got dibs on the iPhone 12. I couldn't decide what to touch or not touch if I wanted to. My hand is really just kind of where it is. Okay, so what what I'm going to do here to try to get you out, Otto? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to climb up your body and then down your arm, and I'm going to need you to make an open hand so I can slide down down your forearm into your palm and then off the tip of your finger. Okay. Do you need me to like lift the finger at the end to oh, give you a boost? No, you'll fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> if I impact with that finger, I'll be dead in seconds. Okay, and then what do you or is that is that gonna free me or is there an extra step after that? Oh uh, no, there's an extra step or um <laughs> Once, once I get inside, auto, auto, plug your ears. You don't want to hear this part. Okay. Well, I've only got one hand, so okay. <laughs> I just got to touch one ear to yeah. his shoulder and plug the other one with a finger. Uh, and, and, I, and I turn to Brooklyn and Megan. Um, what I'm gonna do is, uh, I'm gonna get between his fingernail and his finger <gasps> and push him apart, and he'll just rip his arm right out of that hole. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that sounds metal as hell. Yeah, I used to work for the military. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Used to work All for right, the so this CIA. Is gonna be 46, Francine. Six? <laughs> oh my god. I got two sixes, a three, and a two. Francine, tell us what's going on. Francine slides down Otto's arm to his fingertip and then crawls down in between the fingertip and the finger. And just, just a little bit of pressure, but it's enough that it's super jarring. Uh, and it causes Otto to, to like squinch his hand and retract. So that he pulls his hand out without getting cut more. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? Ow! Yeah, I know. But look, you're free. Yeah, and you know, and and I think as uh, as Otto was retracting his hand, he actually also grabbed onto Megan's keys. Oh, so, nice. You know, problem yeah. solved. Just those those glass breaker reflexes, baby. Very nice. But you Everything know what? Everything's solved. <laughs> I can take my car and go back to my normal life. I can see so clearly out of this fish shape hole. <laughs> Nicely done, team, but we still have more problems to solve. Six. All right, I have to return a library book. The library is closed, and I'm trying to open up the the book return uh, slot, but it seems like it's wedged closed, and I can't seem to open it, but I have to return it right now, or else I'm going to get late fees. Oh, no worries. I know a guy that can definitely help you out with this. Uh, his, his name is Franklin McMillan, and he is the leading cat burglar in the area for hire. And that's going to be that's gonna be Jake. In the darkness, you just see the ash of a cigarette light up on an inhale. <laughs> and then this figure, clad in all black and a turtleneck with a little beanie on, steps out of the darkness as he casts the remains of his cigarette to the side. And he says, bonjour. <gasps> Hi. Um... Can you help me with this? I'm really, really trying to return my 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 library book, but every time I try to open up this book return slot, it seems like it's stuck or something. I can't get it open. He takes another drag off a cigarette that seems to have appeared from nowhere and then casts it aside, and he, he squats down and he looks at the return slot from several angles, and he says, oui. Uh, and then he pulls out a set of suction cups 
and begins <laughs> scaling the wall of the building. <laughs> because there is a glass, uh, like, atrium roof, uh, and he intends to go in uh, through, the, through the atrium roof. Like he intends sky, to rappel like back down, yeah, like a skylight. <laughs> He tends to go to, but he's got to, there's no like opening. He's going to have to cut through the glass with one of those little like diamond things <laughs> um, with a different suction cup to safely remove the glass mm-hmm. and then throw a rope down and go down. Uh, and he thinks he'll be able to, to fix this slot from inside. So 2d6, that's a one. <laughs> <laughs> Who invited this guy? They don't know what they're doing. I think um, he clearly doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't understand the uh, the difference between like the thickness of glass at say like a bank or a jewelry vault compared to a library. Uh, because as he starts to cut the glass, it just shatters and he falls through. Sacre bleu! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we hear the uh, we we hear the the snap of a leg break. He's broken his leg. He is trapped inside the library with a broken leg. Fuck! But that's okay. <laughs> we find the accent was a fraud. <laughs> Uh, but that's okay because I know a guy. Her name is Nina, and she is a healthcare provider who specializes in telehealth. Uh, and so I will have her call the fallen cat burglar and walk him through the process of fixing his broken leg uh, through the teleconference. Uh, and Megan will be Nina. All right. What seems to be the problem? Oh, oh, I see. All right. Well, are you able to stand on the other leg at all? Are you able to stand on the other leg at all? Uh, uh, no. No, apparently you're not. All right. Well, can you reach those those large books that aren't too far from you there? I can see. No, no, just to the left. No, 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 your left. Okay, yes. Uh, yes, the, the encyclopedia is there. Yes, if you would put those on either side of your leg. And if you reach up to the, the rope that's behind you there, <laughs> that's blocking off that section. The, no, 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 the restricted section. No, 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 your left. Okay. Yes, and uh, tie those around either side of the book, and I think you'll be able to to have a little bit of support. Um, oh no, that's bone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you're gonna need a third encyclopedia. <laughs> and and they, there you there you go. Just just nice and nice and tight. Just contain everything. Just you know what? Grab a fourth. There you go. Just just box it in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, Megan, that's going to be a 3D6. That's a three. All right, so on a three to five, they kind of fix it, but something else goes wrong. I think what happens here is that as you're walking him through uh, pulling on these ropes, he pulls a little too hard on one of the ropes, and all of the bookcases in this library start collapsing. <laughs> uh, and so now the cat burglar is trapped uh, inside of just like almost just like a tomb of of books and bookcases. Uh, but don't worry. I know a guy. Lex. Lex is an expert dog trainer and is really good at training rescue dogs who can definitely dig this guy out no problem. And this is going to be Rev. You hear a high-pitched whistle uh, and a man with long, flowing blonde hair is pulled in on a dog sled. <laughs> <laughs> By eight dogs that sure don't look like a pack, but they act like a pack. Gonna need to know what what breed of dogs. Uh, uh, it's hard to tell because uh, they're they're they're, they're all wearing masks to protect their identities. <laughs> 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 they're not only rescue animals; they're also witness protection animals. <laughs> they're wearing masks, but it's 
just the ones that just go over your eyes. <laughs> I can't tell what breed this is. <laughs> uh, there is a uh, a teacup Yorkie at the very front and a Dalmatian. And uh, there's, more. <laughs> there's a bulldog, okay, a, particularly a British bulldog. Uh, there's uh, two greyhounds. They they look like they might be brother and sister. Seems like cheating Aww. to get two for one, but okay, three yeah, more. That's fair. There is a uh, what other kind of dog do I want to see? Because <laughs> in my head, I'm picturing all these dogs. So I'm just thinking of that's what I say to myself when I wake up yeah. every morning. <laughs> uh, Harvey is there. Okay, uh, this I think this is a safe place to write Harvey in. And then uh, Air Bud is there. <laughs> oh, I would have loved if you just switched over and you're like. <laughs> Airbud, Beethoven. <laughs> I mean, we need one more. Is it Beethoven? Um, I think the last one is Batman's dog from the animated series. Yes. All right. Ace. Yeah. Ace. It is Ace is Bat an, Hound. An it's elite quite, team. It's quite a team. So hey, we've got a problem here. We've got to get that man dug out from inside. Got my uh, dogs here. They're going to do real good. Shh, shh. Everybody calm down. All right. So you're going to dig under the wall into do not eat any of the flesh you find inside. It's attached to a man. We want to save that man. Looking at you, Sparky. So dig. Dig, dig, dogs. <laughs> How many dice am I rolling? 46, Rev. Four. All right, so you kind of fix it, but something else goes wrong. So what's happening here? Uh, I think that they're they're just so excited to get to, to work these dogs. This is what they do. And I think they're just kind of getting whipped up in the in the frenzy of everything. And they're kind of running around. And uh, it's it's causing a lot of the pages from the books that have fallen and kind of ripped apart and there are just book pages everywhere it's a storm inside of this library but it's okay because i know a guy uh oliver (laughs) and company (laughs) no no last name (laughs) um he is the actually just goes by by oliver because he's the the local meteorologist and he's uh just the the most well-renowned expert on storms in the area and that's going to be, I think it has gonna, to be me. At that's going to be, yeah. yeah. And that's going to be Kim. So it's a literal paper storm. Yes. Visibility is quite low. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. This is caused by a unique high pressure system that only happens inside libraries of this particular layout. Yeah. See, the books right here create this sort of funnel. That just like all of the air and all the pages just sort of whip out and whip around. All right, um, sir, if you could just like cover your face, and then if we could, uh, if we could make our way to the emergency sprinkler system, I think that would upset the very delicate atmosphere in here that would then disrupt the paper storm. Um, well, how many d6 are we up to at this point? Five. Five. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's two D6s. Nice! Excellent. All right, so I think what happens here is uh, still, uh, we're still using the telehealth uh, communication that Nina had set up, and I'm just, I'm guiding the cat burglar through this storm of paper. We hit that sprinkler system, and then uh, all of the pages crumple to the ground, uh, and then we're able to return my library book, no problem. Yeah, uh, seems like that storm probably blew the uh, the return slot open. Yeah, it was amazing. Cleared a blockage. Ugh, which is such a relief because I didn't want to deal with late fees. But we have so many more problems. Jake, you're trying to set up a home theater. What's going wrong? So I was installing the screen and I got one of those big like retractable 
you know, you press a button and like the screen unwinds from the top. So like there could, there is still an open wall and I don't know why. I don't know why there has to like the, obviously the walls for the screen, but I thought that it would be cool to have it motorized, but I'll be damned if my necktie didn't get caught in the motor and I'm just uh, I'm kind of suspended here. I can't uh, I can't when I hit the button now, it doesn't seem to know which way to go. It always seems to be making it tighter and uh, I fear that any wrong move could be my last so (laughs) i need somebody to free me from the motorized screen yeah don't worry i know a guy um herbie crane is famous amongst all of the uh antique circles uh a big scissor collector just has a bunch of collections of scissors uh and i think uh i think megan i think this is you well, hello there. I hear we have a problem with uh, needing some shears. Please. All right. What well, seems to be the problem? My necktie is stuck <laughs> in the motor, and anytime I try to change the pressure or push the buttons, it tightens, and I don't know how to get out without being choked to death. Oh yeah, this is this is nice material here. Is this is a silk? Is this? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, thanks I, for noticing. I have a few pairs of scissors here that'll slide right through that. Definitely. All right. And I, I pull out a, I pull out my, my trusty traveling case, and it, oh, it unfolds, and it has several different pockets. And I've got different types of shears here, and and some are, are longer, and some are, some are shorter. I mean, if I, if you want to maintain the integrity of the, of the material here, I could, I could go with one that's a little more delicate. It will take a little bit longer, but I'll be able to maybe try and keep it, uh, keep it safe. You're the professional. Whatever you think is best. All right. I think I'm gonna go with uh, this pair here. I'm I just I pull out just a comically large like, <laughs> ribbon cutting. Like you're opening a bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very All ceremonial. Right, uh, 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 wa- wa- uh, wa- watch your eyelids here. <laughs> I'm gonna try eyelids. Sir, I can't help but notice that your eyelids stick pretty far out from your face. <laughs> I like the idea of it's like I'm cutting a tie. It should be perpendicular, but <laughs> you're cutting at him. <laughs> what am I rolling here? Two d six, please. Two. Okay. Yeah, four. Amazing. On a result of three to five, they kind of fix it, but something else goes wrong. So they kind of fix it because they're able to cut the tie but because they were cutting in such an odd angle to the machinery like jake is free now of the tie but these comically large blades are now stuck in the machinery and like his head's between them (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you're in some weird guillotine so not free (laughs) yeah free from the tie (laughs) but still stuck unfortunately similar you know how you know when you when you die you are free from your life (laughs) (laughs) but don't worry i know a guy uh, his name is Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and he would love to play a game. Uh, his name is Barclay. Uh, and he works for the Smithsonian taking apart and setting up an exhibit on the French Revolution. So he knows how to take apart guillotines. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Kim is Barclay, the guillotine expert who knows how to separate blades and things like that. Hello. Oh, that's a very good head that you've got there, right? So close. So close to that blade. (laughs) What would Uh, happen if I just... No, 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 no. What seems to be the problem here? I am afraid to make noise... Mm-hmm. because any sound I make might uh, touch my throat to the blade, so I'm just gesturing aggressively to the big fucking pair of scissors 
around my neck with like, a, I don't know, what do you think the problem is gesture? <laughs> no need for so many rude hand gestures, sir. All right. I think I have what I need right here. And I'm going to uh, pull out uh, my set of tools and I want to take uh, a comically large screwdriver, uh, which I thankfully have uh, to match this comically yeah, large of, pair of scissors. A lot of comically large utensils here. It's it's interesting hey. that you decided to rent in the comically large district. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Smithsonian is an enormous museum, so almost they need giant large. screwdrivers. <laughs> enormous yeah. tools are a necessity, especially exactly. to take apart <laughs> old French. <laughs> <laughs> You know how French guillotines are are famous for having giant screws. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the expert here, Megan? (laughs) Uh, And I want to start trying to unscrew this pair of scissors. Uh, I rolled two fours, so they kind of fix it, but something else goes wrong. Uh, Yeah, so you... You manage to separate, you manage to get the screw like loose because it's Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like, it's more like a bolt and washer situation on either side and you manage to free it. But like the, the pressure of the, like the blades want to close in together. And now the only thing kind of stopping it is this trepidatious end of the screw. Like if it is removed all of the way, then the blades are just going to snap together and execute me in one fell swoop. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But don't worry, I know a guy, he does deep sea repairs, so he's really good with, like, fine motor skill, like, he's got he's got the machinery, but he's got a very precise control over it. Uh, his name is uh, Caden Cook. Uh, so Caden Cook is great at, he's, he's like an underwater welder and, and stuff like that, he fixes pipelines, um, and it seems like he'll have the necessary accoutrements and dexterity to resolve this problem, uh, and I think it's Rev. Caden enters the house uh, in a full... Wetsuit. <laughs> Is it wet? Yes. Okay. You think he must have come here through the canal next to your house? <laughs> he came right from work. <laughs> so what seems to be the problem here? It seems that uh, you need to uh, hear some welding done or something similar. Yeah, I'm just pointing to the to the screw that is visibly vibrating. Like any second, it will just work its way out of the place and like. Panic, panic hands. Panic ah, yes, hands. yes, yes. I can uh, weld this piece of metal together so that it doesn't fall apart. We don't want the oil to spill in the ocean. We don't want blood to spill from your neck. It's all very similar. No, it would just be terrible, wouldn't it, if that blade just cut right through that muscular neck? And I uh, reach inside of my diving helmet and uh, pull out a small welding torch. <laughs> yeah. Are you wearing it? And yeah, you reach uh, I open the front of it, and I reach inside, and he- you hear, like, rattling around, uh, and I pull out a small blowtorch, and I'm going to try to weld the two blades together so they can't accidentally swing closed. Not by shears! <laughs> <laughs> no, my best parade shears! <laughs> How many how many people are here? Four forty six, please. Okay. Uh I got a one, a two, a three, and a four. So that's a one. Yeah. Who invited this guy? They don't know what they're doing. Things get way worse. Does it end with Jake getting executed? <laughs> Seems like it might. Seems like we're really dancing around it. It's getting kinda getting kinda hard to avoid the obvious. Yeah. Does anybody know a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> if Jake if I mean, the game ends when things are broken beyond repair, and a head detached from a body seems pretty beyond repair. You would think that, but I know a guy, 
who oh, dabbles fuck. in the dark arts. Oh, fuck. He is a necromancer, and I think he could bring this headless Jake back to life. Okay. <laughs> who is this guy? Uh, so it happened, then. I have been decapitated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, gl- we just glossed over that fact. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so Ida uh, is, uh, is a necromancer, uh, played by Jake, uh, who knows how to reattach body parts and, and bring folk back to life. Hey-ho. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Thanks uh, thanks for inviting me. You know, a lot of people don't really want a necromancer in their social circles, and I think it's an unfair bias, but, uh, you know, what, uh, the work I do is honest, or at least I come by it honestly, and, you know, I'm just happy to, to do my best and try to support the team. Go uh, go squad out here. Um, so you got a head, and it's there's a body. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They're leaking a lot there, aren't they? Oh, there's a lot coming out of there. Um... Um, I'm like, I'm like panickedly trying to scoop the head back towards the neck. <laughs> it's it's very strange. You see, normally I hire either uh, when we're underwater, so the blood just floats away. This oh, is... fuck. Oh, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, God, it's, it's okay. everywhere. It's okay. Just let it run. Oh, just let it this run has got to be a biohazard of some kind. Um, okay. I, I'd start like pouring salt on the, the <laughs> base of the neck and the base of the head <laughs> soak up some of the blood <laughs> I get out the sawdust <laughs> and the coffee grounds and like it's unclear if this is part of the ritual or just me trying to dry up some of the, the excess fluids uh, and then I start to weave a nefarious incantation <laughs> To see if I can't bring this man back. So what are we at? Five? Five. We're at five now. Four? I got two, a pair of fours. Oh, wait. I got a pair of threes, too. But those okay. are the same thing. It's the same thing. They kind of fix it, but something else goes wrong. Um. All right. So Jake is back from the dead. He, he sits up. He reanimates. But... uh. Uh, his his skin is starting to look a little a little green and a little sagging, and uh, he looks at Caden and he's hungry. I think we have a zombie on our oh, hands, no. um, but don't worry, I know a guy. Autumn Wolf is the leading zombie tamer in this area, and she's gonna be able to uh to to help tame zombie jake real good and megan i think this is you oh hi there here we have a problem (laughs) here here there's a there's a loose zombie on the on the run here oh hey now you knock that off knock knock down down okay no 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 i can i can definitely take care of this here all right sit and uh i i think i i take out uh i take out some like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some collapsible like like how you would run a dog through a course <laughs> to train them out <laughs> an, an agility course yeah and like some barriers to like keep them from from just running free and like setting up like a little corral and it's like all right now i'm gonna lead you through here. i take out like a like a just an arm out of a bag <laughs> and i start leading him around the course and, and and making him stop to to not be able to to reach what he's trying to get after <laughs> okay amazing what are we at here? Six. Six. Oh my gosh. Two sixes. Yeah. Autumn, what happens? I think I'm just so darn commanding that he just is able to to do the whole course and stays and we're able to to put put some makeup on him so it doesn't look so green and, and pale and dead and all all right. Yeah. 
you betcha. Ready to go here. It looks like you can uh, be a functioning member of society again. Yeah. And I, I, I think we just uh, train him to sit down and press the remote on his TV and just enjoy his new beautiful home theater. Excellent. So, Kim, can you remind everybody uh, where they can find this game? This was The Guy Economy by Eli Alamo, uh, and uh, it's available uh, for Pay What You Can at E-A-L-I-A-M-O dot itch dot I-O slash the dash guy dash economy. Excellent. We will see you next week for another one page RPG. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Hannah is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm going to blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay. Okay. This thing is not playing around at all. Shit, incoming! <laughs> Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities. Now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Panapocalypse. A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the next time.